Hi family, welcome to Moments with God. The Bible says in the third year of his reign, King Ahasuerus prepared a feast for all of his officials and his servants because he wanted to unveil the riches of his glorious kingdom and the costly luxury of his greatness that he had acquired. So the Bible says that on the seventh day when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he called for his seven eunuchs who served in the presence of the king to bring Queen Vashti before the king. He wanted her to wear her royal crown in order to show her beauty to the officials that were at his feast. She was a very beautiful woman to behold, and King Ahasuerus wanted to show off her beauty. But the Bible says in verse 12, Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command brought by his eunuchs. Therefore the king was furious and his anger burnt within him. Family, the word of the Lord today is, The king is calling. The Bible says Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command. My question to you, my brother, my question to you, my sister today is, when you hear his voice, when you hear the king of kings calling you, when he's calling you by name, will you harden your heart the way Queen Vashti did? He's calling on you. He is knocking on your heart's door. The Bible clearly says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Can you hear him knocking, my brother? Can you hear him knocking? Can you hear him calling you by name? The king is calling for you. The king is calling for me. Will you harden your heart the way Queen Vashti did? I am reminded of Luke 13 from verse 25. The Bible says, When the master of the house has shut the door, and you stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us, he will answer and say to you, I do not know you where you are from. The Bible says then you will begin to say we ate and drank in your presence and taught in streets. But he will say, I tell you of the truth, I do not know you. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. The Bible says in the book of Esther, because Queen Vashti refused to obey the king's command, she was removed as queen. Her royal position was removed from her. Because she refused to come at the king's command. The word of the Lord this day unto you, my brother and my sister, is the king is calling you. I can hear him calling you. Yes, he's calling you. And I know today for a fact, perhaps your conditions may not be right for you today. Perhaps you are saying to yourself, I am in pain. I am broken. I am in sin. I can't answer the king's call. Perhaps you are saying, how can the king of glory call for me? I am a sinner. I am lost in my sin. I am bound by my sin. But the word of God to you today is while you were sinners, Christ died for you. He is calling you in spite. 
spite of the sin. He is calling you in spite of the pain, the hurt, the brokenness, the hatred, the jealousy, whatever condition you may find yourself in today. He is calling you. The King is calling you. Oh, I'm reminded of Zechariah 3. The Bible says Joshua the high priest stands before the angel of the Lord and Satan is standing at his right hand to resist him. Satan is standing by you this day. He is reminding you. He is accusing you of why you can't answer the call of God. The enemy Satan is bringing up your past. He's bringing up your sin. He's bringing up your mistakes and all the wrong that you have done because he wants to stop you from answering the call of the king. But the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. So today in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every lying voice of the enemy that is trying to convince you not to answer the king's call. I rebuke every voice that is trying to stop you from saying yes to your kingdom. Because you are a brand plucked out of fire. God has plucked you out of it all. Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. Yes, you may have stain on your garments. Your garments may be filthy as well, but the king is still calling you. The Bible says, take away the filthy garments from him. I will take away the filthy garments from you, for nothing will stop me from calling you. You may say, Lord, my son is set before me, but he says to you, Child, child, my love, my mercy is bigger than any sin that you may find yourself in. I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee. Though your sins be red as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. You may say, Lord, I am far from you. I am dead in my heart, dead in my mind. I'm completely lost and dead. I can't even remember when last I called your name. But I want to remind you of the Bible story that we are so familiar with Lazarus. The Bible says he was already dead for four days. He was in the grave and he was stinking. But the Bible says he still called forth for Lazarus. He still spoke unto Lazarus. He called Lazarus forth and he said, Arise. So today the king is calling upon you. Though you may be dead in sin. Though you may be dead in the grave. Stinking with stains and garments filled with sin. He's calling you forth. He says, I am no respecter of persons. If I did it for the dead Lazarus, surely I can do it for you. For with God, nothing is impossible. I will clothe you with a change of garment because he that sits on the throne says to you today, behold, I have the power. I have the capacity. I have the ability to make all things new. I will put a clean covering on your head. Be transformed this day by the renewing of your mind and let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. I call you now, my people who were not my people. And I will call you beloved who was not beloved. He is calling you. And 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, He that is calling you, he is faithful and he calls you. I know that Genesis 3 says, The Lord God called to Adam. He called to Eve when they were sinning in the garment trying to hide. Or in the garden when they were trying to hide from the Lord's presence. The Bible says, God spoke and he said, where are you? Where are you, Adam? Where are you, my beloved? I am calling for you. 
I am calling for you. How many times didn't the Lord call for Samuel? He kept on calling and calling and calling. Samuel ran to Eli thinking it was Eli the priest that was calling him until Samuel realized that this is God and he said, "Here am I, Lord, speak your servant is listening." Paul speaks to the Thessalonians and he says, "I am calling you out of uncleanness and into holiness." I am calling you this day says the Lord from the first chamber from the sinner's chamber in the outer court I am calling you from the second chamber from that fleshly and that soulish chamber out of the inner court and I am calling you to the third chamber to have a covenant relationship of intimacy with me in the most holy place where deep calls to deep I am calling you where you can meet with your king and know that he is God he wants to place his royal scepter on you he wants to extend his scepter unto you for he has set aside a divine appointment for you this day How can you refuse him? He is calling you to receive his scepter. He is calling you to appear before his presence. Queen Vashti held her own little feast the same time King Ahasuerus held his feast. She was too busy with her own things. She was too busy with her own work and refused to answer the king's call. How can you refuse him when he's calling you? He is calling you and he's asking like Isaiah, whom shall I send and who will go? He's asking who is hearing this day and who will answer? Who will say yes? But Paul says, who shall separate me from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, sword Is it your busyness that will stop you from saying yes to your king? What is that thing that you have made God in your life that is stopping you from saying yes to your king? What shall separate you from God? What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Vashti said no. And she was removed as queen. And her position was given to Esther we know the bible story but won't you come by yourself and know that god is god and he will give you rest he loves you with an everlasting love and the bible says with loving kindness he draws you He is calling on you this day my brother and my sister harden not your heart and have an ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you He's calling you He has need of you to appear before him in his presence My brother and my sister during this time of lockdown have an ear to hear how God is calling on you as an individual The time that God is calling you into the lockdown. What is it that God is saying to you? He is calling on you. He wants to reveal the secrets of his heart unto you. That's why he's calling you. Some today he's calling them out of sin. 
Some today is calling them out of fear. He's calling them out of doubt. He's calling them out of every fleshliness. Some is calling them to have a deeper relationship of intimacy with him because he wants to reveal his secrets to them. Whatever the reason is, King Ahasuerus just wanted Queen Vashti to appear before him in his presence because he wanted to show off her beauty. No matter the reason why the king is calling, the fact remains he is calling you. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Great I Am is calling you. Harden not your heart, my brother and my sister, the way Queen Vashti did. The God that we serve is merciful, is loving. And I can see him standing with his arms wide open as if he's carrying bags of gifts and blessings that is ready to dispatch, that is ready to release. He is calling you. Won't you come? Won't you make that decision today? And come appear before your God. Appear before your King because he is calling you. And the one who is calling you, he's faithful and he will do unto you what is in his heart. Harden not your heart this day. The king has need of you. Won't you say, yes, Lord, here am I. Speak, Lord, for your servant listens. Speak, my master. The king is calling. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, it is in the name of Jesus, the only name that I know that reigns supreme. Father God, I thank you for your word that is yea and amen. Yes, heaven and earth will pass away, but it is your word that will endure forever, that will remain forever. Father, this day I thank you for the word of God unto us, the King is calling. Master, I am asking, dear God, that you will keep on knocking upon our hearts' doors, that we will come to that stage, Lord, where we will open up, Lord. We will answer, we will open up, and we will allow you to come in so that you can dine with us and we can dine with you. Mighty God, mighty God, I pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will not pass us by, that we will not harden our hearts, dear God, you help us spirit of God that we will say yes to you because you are calling on us I pray for my brother I pray for my sister no matter the situation let her trust God let him trust God that in spite of the situation in spite of the conditions that they find themselves in let them know that the king is still calling them because he has still need of them oh father I honor you the king is calling. Here we are, Lord. We say yes to you. We say yes to you. Yes to you in a thousand times. Yes, because the king is calling. Thank you, Father, because you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. Thank you for who you are. You are faithful and so beautiful. I give you the glory and I give you the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hi family, I trust that you are doing well. 
I welcome you to Moments with God. This is a platform where we simply take out a moment to fellowship with God and His Word. I believe the Word of God because the Word is God Himself and I believe in God. Today our moment with God is titled, The Pattern of His Word. So won't you join me today as we incline our ears to hear what God says concerning the pattern of His own Word. When it comes to the Word of God, I believe the Word of God should be the basis and the foundation for every child of God. The mindset and the wisdom of God is chronicled in the pages of His Word. Jesus was and He is the perfect example of a man of the Word. He gave us an approved pattern that yielded results for Him that we too need to follow. Christ Jesus left us this example that we should follow His pattern and the pattern He gave us is, it is written, Jesus gave us the pattern of the Word. When we turn to the book of Luke chapter 8 verse 11, the Bible says the seed is the Word of God. We know that every seed is the life-giving principle of every organism. The seed is the Word of God and I am fully persuaded that God's Word is our life-giving principle. Jesus himself said in John 6, 63, The words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is life unto us. We are born from this life-giving seed. 1 Peter 1, 23 says, We are born again, not of corruptible, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. We are the offspring of his word and time has come that we return to where we are coming from. We need to return to our life-giving principle, the Word of God. The Word of God is the only medium, the only substance that compels the ability of God to create and to bring forth into existence. When we go to Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was all over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. The Bible clearly indicates the Spirit of God, the ability of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. But I noticed something. Nothing happened until the word of God came forth. The Bible says, when God said, let there be light, then only light came. Creation only came into being when the word of God came forth. So we understand that the word of God is a life-giving dimension unto mankind and creation. By faith, we understand the world was framed by the word of God. The ability, the power of God is only released through His Word. The Bible says in Ezekiel 12, 25, I am the Lord, I speak and the Word which I speak will come to pass. God is ready to perform His Word and He upholds all things by the Word of His power. We need to effectively set our gaze on the Word of God. Apostle Peter admonishes us and he says, As newborn babies, we need to desire the pure milk of the word, that we may grow by it. The time has come that we make the word of God priority in our lives. For when we allocate the component of sufficient time to studying the word of God, then only will we begin to access
access revelation, insight, and the mysteries that are within the Word of God. I believe it is God's desire that we be rooted and grounded in His Word. God wants to give us His Word in our spirit in order for the Word to produce in and through us when we apply faith to the Word of God. When we are fully rooted and grounded in God's Word, we will speak on the basis of our faith in the Word of God and not according to the dictates of our circumstances or that of our flesh. The Bible says in John 15 verse 7, If we abide in Him and His words abide in us, then we can ask what we desire and it shall be done for us. This verse teaches us if the word of God dwells in us, then we have the right, we have the power and the authority to ask, to speak or to voice out anything that is consistent and in alignment with his word then it will be done for us hallelujah we will no longer be carnally minded but we will be word minded we will become a people fully dependent on the word of god as children of god we need to reach that level in god where we rely on his word and where we are not moved by anything else we need to keep our focus on the eternal word of God by which we are transformed from glory to glory as we behold the word of God as in a mirror. Without the word of God, we will fail miserably and we will keep making wrong choices that will lead to destruction, disaster and even death. Jesus said in Matthew 22:29, You err, you are at fault because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God. We will fail and we will stumble when we don't know and when we don't obey the word of God. It is time that we as children of God empower ourselves through the implanting of the knowledge of the law of God. God desires that we are filled with his word and that his word flows abundantly in and through us. Paul speaks to the Colossians and he says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you my brother and my sister the word of the lord this day unto us is let the word of christ dwell richly in us hallelujah now the word of god can only dwell in us when we study the word of god we need to study to show ourselves approved by god then we will become workmen that need not be ashamed but we will rightly divide the word of truth. We are in a period of great deception, for many false teachers of the word have secretly crept in, trying to pervert the grace and the word of God. The onus and the responsibility is on us to study the word of God for ourselves. Then we will not be deceived by every wind of doctrine, but we will know the word of God for ourselves and we will know without a shadow of doubt that the word of God is truth. The word of God is infallible and complete. The word of God is true and incapable of making mistakes or being wrong. There is no error in God's word, my brother and my sister. The words of the Lord are pure words and every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. The word of God is the only source 
for absolute divine truth and authenticity. If it is not in the word of God, then it is not true. And it is better that God be true and every man a liar. You and I, we should never dare to experiment with what is not scriptural. The Bible says all scripture is inspired by God and it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, God's word is totally sufficient for all our needs. When we invest time in studying God's word, when we meditate on the word of God and really fellowship with the word of God, we will be built and equipped through God's word. Paul speaks and he says in Acts 20, 32, I now commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. The word of God has the ability to build us. The word of God has the ability to equip us. Hallelujah. When we study the word of God, we will get revelation. We will get insight and understanding because the entrance, the unfolding of God's word gives light and it gives understanding. I am reminded where Jesus was at the table the Bible says he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. The Bible says when they sat at the table and they were fellowshipping with the Messiah and they were breaking bread with him, as they took the bread, their eyes were opened and they knew him. I am fully persuaded as we effectively begin to break bread and fellowship with God's word, our eyes too will be opened. We will get revelation and we will begin to know Christ Jesus intimately for ourselves. You see, the devil's primary aim is to distract and ultimately keep us from God's word. The devil is only intimidated by us when we begin to effectively obey and do this word. Therefore, we need to study God's word so that we can be wise. We need to believe the word of God so that we can prosper. And we need to practice God's word to be effective custodians of his word. God wants us to be word practitioners. We need to do and obey the word of truth so that we can effectively operate in and through God's word. The Bible says in James 1.22 that God wants us to be doers of his word. Because each time that we only hear the word of God and we don't do the word of God, we will only deceive ourselves. God wants us to be word practitioners, faithful custodians of his word. If we set our gaze on God's word, we will operate by the word of God. Studying and doing the word of God is the way to make the word of God effective in our lives. It is not enough to only believe the word of God. We need to do the word of God as well. James 1.25 continues and says, But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You see, 
The word of God is a system of service with great benefits unto us. Joshua 1 and 8 says, If this book of the law does not depart from our mouth, and if we meditate in it day and night, and we do according to all that is written in it, then we will make our way prosperous and we will have good success. The knowledge of God's word gives value to our lives. It adds prosperity and it adds success. Hallelujah. The Bible also says that the word of God can save us. James 1.21 says, When we receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, this word is able to save our souls. The word of God also has the ability to make us wise. 2 Timothy 3.15 indicates the Holy Scripture is able to make us wise unto salvation. Hallelujah! We know that the word of God has the ability to minister faith to us because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The word of God gives us guidance and direction. Psalms 119 verse 105 indicates that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The word of God has the ability to clean us. John 15 verse 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. As we conclude this session of our moment with God and His Word, I want to share some Bible verses of men that were so passionate about God's Word. Jeremiah 20 verse 9. Jeremiah says, The Word of God is in his heart like a fire, a fire that is shut up in his bones. He says he is wary of holding it in. Indeed, he can no longer hold in the word of God. Jeremiah also says in chapter 15 verse 16, he says, He found the words of the Lord and he ate the word of God. He says the word of God became unto him his joy and the delight of his heart. Hallelujah. David says in Psalms 119 verse 16, He delights in the word of God. He delights in the statutes of the Lord and he will never forget the word of God. When we go to Job 23 verse 12, Job says he has not departed from the commands of the lips of God. He says he treasures the words of God's mouth more than his daily bread. Our Messiah Jesus says in Matthew 4 verse 4, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In conclusion, Jesus says in Matthew 7 verse 24 and 25, Anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it was founded on the rock. You see, my brother and my sister, when life hits you with trials, with pain, with trouble, with COVID-19, or whatever it may be, your conviction of God in and through His Word will speak for you because it is based on the eternal Word of God that will not return void to God. My prayer this day 
is that God would turn away our eyes from beholding worthless things, that He would preserve our lives according to His word, that God would simply open up our minds that we may understand the word of God. I pray this day for the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know God for ourselves. Proverbs 13 verse 13 says, The one who despises the word of God will be destroyed, but the one who fears the commandment of God's word will be rewarded. Forever the word of God is settled in heaven and he has magnified his word above all his name. I pray we can come to that stage in our walk with God where we can boldly and confidently say, let it be unto us according to the word of God. I believe the word of God because the word is God himself and I believe in God. God bless you.